Hello, I'm Janelle Penny, Editor-in-Chief of Buildings Magazine, and today I'm here with Mark Orlovsky, PE, the Service Warranty and Quality Manager for Modine HVAC, and today we're talking about how to ensure a smooth transition from cooling to heating. Mark, thanks for joining me today. Hi, Janelle. Thanks a lot for the opportunity to talk with you today. So, Mark, it's starting to get cooler outside, and that means the heating season is almost upon us. What do building owners and facilities managers need to know about making a smooth transition from cooling to heating? Yeah, obviously most of that equipment has not been operating for months and months. So uh, the first step really is to do a good visual check of the equipment um, and give the units a good cleaning. So I, I you know, suggest starting with the basics, things like cleaning, changing filters, belts, belt tension. Uh, and then I would run the unit through a full cycle to check the sequence of operations. And on gas-fired equipment, watch to make sure that burners are completely carrying over and really visually inspect those flames. Great. What HVAC maintenance do facilities teams need to do in the fall? Well, I'm big on checklists, uh, and I, I like to suggest that creating a diary or a journal on equipment. You know, people think, oh, I'll remember in the springtime that I did this or that, or, you know, next year when I work on the equipment. You don't remember. So, Spend some time jotting down a few notes. Um, there's some really good maintenance software packages. And I've even seen some really good simple spreadsheets or even a notebook. Um, some of the spreadsheets I've seen created by you know, building owners and maintenance departments are more than adequate. So we've already talked about the basics. Um, next, I would make sure that all the electrical connections are clean and tight, operate all moving parts, linkages, motors, Ensure that all moving parts are uh, correctly lubricated. Um, and on gas-fired equipment, I would suggest checking gas pressure at least once a year in the fall as we're going into the heating season. And it can cause problems either if it's too low or too high. If it's too low, we're not going to get the heat out of the equipment that we need. And if it's too high, you could potentially shorten the life of the product. So again, kind of check and clean our burners and carryover strips. I would also suggest uh, checking amp draw and blower RPMs. Some of the typical things, that ca the calls that we receive in the fall um, have to do with dirty equipment or spiders or bugs getting into the equipment and then it not operating correctly, not carrying over correctly. So, How can you make sure your heating system is operating as efficiently as possible? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, airflow can have a, a large impact on efficiency. Um, so anything that affect, affects airflow should be checked. Um, again, that's being diligent about changing filters, uh, checking and cleaning coils, particularly on outdoor units that are near uh, roads or locations where they can get uh, dirty quickly. And then during the pandemic, um, a lot of building owners have been using uh, filters that have increased efficiencies. Um, and just by that very nature, then they need to be changed and cleaned more often. Um, as equipment has been designed to be more efficient, you know, we're adding things like secondary coils um, and or we're, you know, decreasing the fin spacing. So, again, by its very nature, that, you know, can lead to uh, dirty um, coils and they need to be checked and cleaned more often. Um, a lot of times this equipment, you know, has been purchased up front um, and invested in and, you know, based on the efficiency being used to, you know, help justify the purchase of the unit. 
So if it's not running very efficient, we're not getting the efficiency out that we're looking for because everything is working harder and motors are working harder. And then also I'd look at this um, like a system. So you also wanna check things like dampers, damper motors and linkages, you know, to make sure that we're getting sufficient outdoor air, but not too much outdoor air. Great. As we switch from cooling to heating, what are some operational red flags people might notice that would indicate that the HVAC system isn't performing quite as efficiently as it could? Yeah, uh, one of the things I'd recommend right away is anything that's a recurring alarm or switches that need to be reset. Uh, many times these are just reset, overlooked and ignored, but we, you really wanna understand root cause. I mean, if those switches are popping or needing to be reset, it's telling us something about how the equipment is operating. So that's one area. And then secondly, I would talk with uh, occupants that are being served by the equipment. So anything that sounds different or feels different, the occupants, they, they're gonna know. Um, and so they can help tell you um, items to maybe look at and, and, and you know, provide next steps of areas to, to take a look at. What are the keys to making sure HVAC settings and controls don't get out of whack in the fall? This is gonna be tough, especially depending upon what uh, part of the country uh, that, that you're in. Um, if you're in certain areas, you're gonna be heating in the morning, uh, cooling at midday, and then back into heating at night. Um, some of the equipment and controls handle that really easily. Um, other equipment is much more manual changeover. So um, understand what equipment you have, um, its purposes and set points. So you wanna check thermostats, um, especially if they're programmable, look at sensors, um, survey the building and talk with occupants. Um, they know a lot about what, what's going on. So um, recently I heard of a building owner who was talking to me about um, changes that the occupants made during the cooling season. And rather than asking for the set point to be changed, what they did is um, they, they turned off the, uh, the vents or closed the vents to the point where they were getting nuisance tripping. And the building owner wound up having to call and have a contractor in to diagnose and they sure enough found what, what the problem was, but it probably could have avoided that expensive uh, service call if they had just kind of gone around and looked at the system as a whole. So um, something as simple as those grills might have avoided a, a service call. What takeaways would you like to leave our listeners with today? I know that uh, maintenance departments um, are really being reduced. And on top of that, we've got labor shortages. Uh, so I recommend doing a risk assessment on all equipment. And the criteria for that assessment changes depending upon you know, the equipment, uh, its application, its building. Um, you know, so one of the criterias, you know, might be how that heating, uh, how that heating equipment impacts um, buildings or products or customers in the business. Um, so if the unit is critical to your operation, it needs to get more attention. Um, some of the operations are so critical that uh, it may call for redundant equipment. A lot of times we see that in a greenhouse application where it's you know absolutely critical to keep the heat on for uh, for their crop, and they'll have redundant equipment. The other thing is that we have always recommended keeping a small stock of critical spare parts, um, but now with the conditions that we're in, it's never been more important and more urgent to do that. So. 
the earlier that we start doing some of these fall PMs and you know adding a, a stock of uh, critical spares um, is pretty important, especially right now, just given all the challenges of the supply chain. Mark, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks again for the opportunity to speak with you, Janelle. And thanks to all of you for listening. We'll see you next time.